this is how humans should be thinking like look show up mm-hmm. initiate yourself the more you initiate yourself the more luck comes into your life mm-hmm. you're going to sit on your couch you mm-hmm. think some some entrepreneur ex ceo is going to come to your room nope. come to your door that guy doesn't even know who you are why yeah. would they even why would, why would god give you more luck for just sitting on your couch God it already, it takes God initiation. It takes initiation to even go out there and get a lottery ticket. Yeah. How are you going to become a you know a millionaire thinking you're going to one day win a lottery when you don't even leave your couch or your house yeah. to get a lottery ticket? It takes initiation. It's one point six billion right now. Right. Exactly. So again, initiation is key. If you want more mm-hmm. luck in your life, initiate something. You want more, more, more luck. Be good at become better at that thing, and mm-hmm. continue it. Take it up a notch. No, right? I agree. Yeah. Just don't be like, oh yeah, I showed up. Okay, you showed up, but now guess what? You got to do a little bit more, right? Who knows? It might lead you something somewhere else. Welcome to Simulated Podcast. Too good to be true. <laughs> Welcome back to episode two of Simulated Podcast. I have a very special guest, Sikander, or we like to call him Andy, and he is one of the youngest entrepreneurs I've ever met in my life. The most inspiring guy I've ever <clears throat> met. Great advice. Great everything. Um, has his own business ventures, family business, has been hustling since college till this day. And mind you, mid-20s, mid-20s, that's crazy. Have some water, please. And on top of that, he actually graduated from UC San Diego, not an, e- you know, not an easy feat to get into and graduate from in the, you know, in the biological science realm. And on top of that, he's actually he's working, he's consulting, and he's doing his business is still to this day. But tell me, Andy, how do you do it all? It's a lot. Well, it's a lot of um, stress. Yeah. A lot of day, a lot of nights where I don't get sleep. Yeah. So, and a bunch of you know nagging people. <laughs> so, it takes a lot. It's very draining, as an entrepreneur and also a business owner. But not just, you know, a business owner ventures that I run on my own, but I also run my family business as well. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a lot. But again, you know the. The one thing that I always find useful throughout this process is basically I tell myself like, you know, there will there will be a better day, even though those are probably one of my most, you know, lowest days I would expect or lowest months or weeks or years. But I always see it. I always see it as a, you know, where there, um, there's a bright side to it at the end of the day. I always see that that there will be a light at the end of the tunnel. What is that bright side or that end of the light for you? Success, right? Yeah. It, it can be some something very small, which will cheer me up. It can be something very big, something that I've been waiting to hear or wait, waiting to accomplish, right? So I use all of that, um, you know, those milestones or moments in life or that experience in life. I use it to motivate myself and be optimistic. Right. A lot of people say, oh, being optimistic is like something negative. They'll look at it like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Especially a lot of investors, especially when they're trying to invest in your yeah. business or you're trying to convince them to invest in your business. Entrepreneurs have nothing but optimism at that point. Right. There's constant drive. Yeah. So being optimistic is very positive because, you know, the person is um, driven by the idea. You know, the person will stick to it. You know the person is willing to do anything in their way of being successful, right? It might not be necessarily with that business specifically, but it could be something later in life that they find stumble upon or they work towards. So that's why I really appreciate the idea and I really appreciate the idea of being optimistic and being optimistic as well, of course. Yeah, and that optimism spreads, right? And truly, I believe this, like optimism spreads not internally but externally as well so you do influence people around of you. course but it's, you know it's difficult doing that internally you know always looking at that and that light at the end of the tunnel right <laughs> which we all want success but you know sometimes it does get stressful like you said yeah and there's a limit of how much you can you know tell yourself like you'll be okay there's the light there but do you have anyone around you that kind of mentors you or kind of keeps you in lane and Gives you that guidance when you see, need to seek it? Of course. I've had many role models in life. I've idolized a lot of people in life, right? And I've had a lot of help from people. And some of these role models that I really look up to were the people that really helped me get further in my career, get further with ideas that I've had in the past and currently pursuing. 
right? So I surround myself with these type of individuals. You know, I go back to them for help. I go back to them with questions. And it can even be any type of question. It can be a dumb question that you might think is dumb, but they might think like, well, you know, this guy does not know this, but guess what? I'm an expert, so I'm going to teach it. You know, what? they get that feeling. They get that happiness feeling like, you know, something they've done and used in life that they're really good at. Now they get to share that teaching or that knowledge right. with someone else, right? They like teaching you. So I'll use an example. Yeah, please. You know, one way, one way we learn uh, one way we learn is by reading something or by visually seeing something, right? But another way we become experts at something is also by teaching to another person. Correct. How many times have you felt that you've actually mastered something after you've explained the problem or a concept to another person, You're a fellow student or a friend of yours? Yeah. You felt good, right? That's when you know you've mastered something. And right. if you're able to do that, that's great. And that's the type of mentors I really appreciate the most is because these guys come in with a, with a, with a ton of experience, right? Mm -hmm. And they're able to master that experience by teaching it to you. And they feel amazing, amazed about it yeah. because they probably haven't done that in any other career until they probably have met you or any other person that they're trying to mentor or coach. Yeah, so I used to be a tutor as well. And when I ever would get that aha moment in my students i it, that internal feeling of just pure pure joy is mm -hmm. it's unspeakable like you cannot describe it and you you know like i don't know if you read read this quote but like i think albert Einstein said something very similar to your example that you truly have mastered something and i'm you know paraphrasing mm -hmm. you truly have mastered something if you explain it to someone who's like five years old in the simplest sense yeah and right? um i've heard I've, I've heard of a quote like that something very similar to it um, but like he's right again it's it's that not only you're helping someone learn but that person is going to go and use that experience that he had with you and go and teach it to someone else yeah and that's beautiful that right? that journey doesn't end anymore it's just a continuous chain reaction after that because you've motivated that individual to go and pursue other things and you know he might one day stumble on something big or become that person that he always wanted to do. And that small little conversation sparked that in him or in, in her. Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, I, I highly advocate, you know, teaching, right? There's nothing like that in the world. Um, you, if you teach one person, don't mm -hmm. teach the next person and perpetuates throughout the world society, right? Bingo. It brings up everyone together. So people who try to refrain from sharing information, it's, you know, it's you're not helping anyone in a long selfish. term, right? It's selfish, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very selfish. <laughs> um, but you're saying you had a couple of people that you idolized, right? You know, growing yes. up, were there any big names that you like to share or talk about, or even professors or mom? You know, so Bill well, Gates. <laughs> well, this this gentleman that I you know that has mentored me for over five six years now. Since I started the idea with the Sappy with the parking app. Yeah, I want to talk about app. that. I want to talk about that later. You know, I, it was funny how I met this gentleman also. German guy, no no connection between our cultures or anything. Yeah. I met him at my university. I was at a, you know, a startup conference, entrepreneur showcase, where people were presenting ideas and everything. And they had a little networking session mm -hmm. right before the event started at UC San Diego. So I'm just there at one of the tables and this old, it's a much older gentleman. And um, he approached the table that I was standing by and just snacking on some, uh, you know, tortilla chips <laughs> and salsa. Like every college student. Yeah, exactly. But again, I was, uh, you know, I was dressed to impress, but I also presented myself where I wanted to learn, mm -hmm. right? And I was seeking a person like that. So he came up to me. His name is uh, Kai Wenkwolf. Um, he came up to me. Started We started the conversation. He said, oh, are you excited about the event? I'm like, well, I'm super excited because... You know, I've never, this is my first event that I've ever been to. I've never been to any of these type of events. And that was when I first started to get into entrepreneurship. This is way wow. back so in San Diego. freshman year college, second year college? This was uh, first year, first year in, at UC San Diego. Yeah. Towards the, towards the end of it. Okay. Never been to an entrepreneur event. I didn't even know what entrepreneurship was at, wow. that, at that time. I was just there like dressed up, like thinking like, yeah, I'm a bit, I called myself a businessman. I, I didn't know what entrepreneur was at yeah. the point. Right. So we started the conversation. Um, it went more, it went further and further. You know, we talked about my, we started talking about Sappy 
uh, the parking lot that I was built, uh, I had the, the idea, it was an idea, it wasn't even, nothing was done at the right. time, it was just a concept in my head, so I told him about it, and man, this guy, phenomenal guy, and I think he is, the you know, probably could hold up to the standards of being Bill Gates, because of his, you know, the information, the ideas, and the, the, the teachings he gave me, and I still carry that till this day, I've like, used his methodologies, Probably, uh, and basically have applied them to every business plan that I've created so far. So he taught me a person that does not know a thing about business or business plans or financials for a business, nothing. I learned it from him. I never wow. took any business class. But when I take my business plan to someone in the business field, an MBA student or whatnot, they're like, who built this? Like, who created this? Like, this is like stuff that like graduate students create yeah and big business owners create right yeah i can invalidate that by the way you've shared your decks with me um your pitch decks they are exactly what you expect out of a business too yes and you know that's impressive. what i learned from him that's exactly what i learned from him and these are the foundations of starting a successful business right yeah see when you're building a house it's very it's it's like building a house basically right you start off with the foundation then you put in the frame, then you put in the drywall, the electrical, you know, all the plumbing and, mm -hmm. and stuff. So that's basically what he was teaching me is the found, the fundamentals of being a, a good businessman in the long run. See, you can be an engineer, you can build stuff, right? Yeah. But if you don't know two things about business and what the financials requirements are to run a successful business in the long run, you're not going to be a very successful engineer slash businessman in the end. You're mm -hmm. just going to be there to build something and then it's not going to work out. It's going to stay a con continuously stay a concept. See, he taught me how to sell the business plan as well. After building, he taught me how to get, grab some investors' attention. And that's when I landed an interview with the ex-president of Qualcomm that's to huge. invest in SAPI. That's huge. And this is not even with an idea. This is, no, this is not even with a prototype. This was just a concept idea in my head and with my business plan. The ex-president of Qualcomm, yes. the chipmaker company, Steve huge. Altman. That's yeah. crazy. And, he, you know, sat with him. And that also sparked another sponsorship from uh, uh, a, a well-known international uh, law firm, Cooley's LLP. Mm -hmm. They also gave me sponsorships to file patents for me and work on patents that yeah. I later went and submitted as well. Because your app for, is patented for the, saw, right? Exactly. Yeah. But again, it led from one thing to another, to another, to another. And it was all because of that, you know, one little moment that where, you know, yeah. it was my first time being in that location at that specific table. And then he introduced me to, he was an advisor, uh, instructor for, you know, an incubator on campus as well. So he introduced me to that oh. program. I got, in, I got more exposure from other mentors and the incubator, uh, you know, peers. instructors yeah. and peers. And my entrepreneur, you know, career just flew from there and that's when i just started to build stuff build more business plans yeah i mean i was flushing i was like you know typing every day i was building business plans just building them running financials over and over until i had it perfect perfected to a point where i can take it to any investor and they'll fund the idea yeah but that this this mentor of yours what was his name again the, the kai kai winklewolf kai winklewolf okay so he taught you like a concept is not it right you take the concept you put it to fruition Obviously engineering is a very small part of it yeah. in business engineering is a very small part of it and yeah. we can see that right we can see that with elon musk he's not he's not you know he's not the guy that's there building stuff he's the guy who's running the business he's the yeah. guy who's giving someone a vision to follow and help him get there to that end, end vision or that end goal yeah and he can still build stuff if he needs to exactly right? yeah that's that's the idea have you read his book by the way um yes do you remember the, the part, and this is very interesting, so if you read Elon Musk's book, very interesting part of this book is the beginning of SpaceX. I'm sure you remember this. The beginning of SpaceX, Elon Musk is like, I need some rockets. The U.S. government was going to sell it to him. He's like, yeah. all right, cool. I'm going to go fly to Russia. Exactly. Right? He's like, they have rockets from like the Cold War era, whatever. It's like they have spare rockets lying around. <laughs> Let me go buy them and, you know, I need to do my own engineering. Yeah. That Fast forward, it was like a fiasco in Russia, but the thing, he was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go and do it. Right. Right concept business let's make something happen right and you know that's that's amazing so a lot of people when they have the idea you just got to go for it just like you did yes with, with safe right a couple key highlights and we'll go into safe um 
and I want to let the audience know, like you're, you have two key pieces of advice in there, right? Yes. One, go to networking events, right? If you re- definitely, yeah, and I highly advise that. Um, there's many people in throughout my life who told me the same thing, and but again, mm-hmm. that's another thing. Step two, go and do something, right? Yes. And, right. So just like, oh, I want to go to a networking event, but like, no, make a networking event. Look professional, right? Yes. Yeah, it's old fashioned, but I still highly, highly advise it. Yes. And then even then, um make a business out of something, you know, put effort into something, right? And you were saying that you were just going there and networking, you're professional. But one of the biggest key advices actually on the last episode I got, uh, I received was the student is not looking for the master. When the student is ready to find the master, the master will come to them naturally. Exactly. And that was my case. Yeah. <laughs> that was my case. I mean, I've never met this guy. I was never introduced or never given the name by someone else to go find this person. It just happened. Yeah. But the reason it happened is because, see, I initiated that day for yeah. myself. I initiated myself to be in that position that day in that area, in that space, right? Mm-hmm. Where you have a bunch of professional people just waiting to help you. All you got to do right. is just ask. And till this day, I still connect with this guy. I mean, That's I talked awesome. to him about businesses that he actually doesn't even know anything about. Senior care business, mm-hmm. the family business that I have. He doesn't know about it, but he's more than happy to review the business plan that I built, review the financials, review that, and tell me what I'm doing wrong if there's any calculations that I'm not doing right Mm -hmm. or that I'm not considering, right? And he is more than happy to make that connection with another person that he might know within his network and introduce me to them. And he's done that. And he's done that. Exactly. These people are, I mean, phenomenal. They will connect you. They will connect you so far. Because look, at the end of the day, for him, if he find in in his entire career, if he helps one person, like you know, out of the hundreds of people that he's gonna help, but if one of them becomes successful, that's it. That's his life life story right there. You yeah. know, that's something that he's he's happy to die with at that point. Correct. You're but if he's right. there, you know, if he's there and he hasn't given his lessons that he's learned in life and she hasn't shared it with someone else, he just dies with that. His, mm-hmm. his you know, selfish, le- his selfish, legacy ends there. Life. Yeah, like, that's very huge. Your legacy ends just because Your that's selfishness, ends. right? Yeah, that's what we want. See, that's what we are here on this on this planet for is we want to leave a legacy behind. Yeah. And that's what I've always strived for as well. That's why, that's what pushes me every day, you know, is that I want to leave something behind the day after I die. Right, so that other people can benefit off of it, and this is another reason why entrepreneurship for them it's like either they make it or they die broke, right? This is a very you know it's a a blunt perspective for them and the way they think about life. They don't care if they die broke, but as long as they've given it their their fullest, yeah, right. It, it doesn't matter how bro- even Steve Jobs said this. Hey, when he was building Apple, he said, "Hey, at least you know if." We're already in the lowest points in our life, right? Yeah. What else could we lose? The shirts on our on our backs. I'm okay with that. But guess what? From here on, we get to go forward. We can build something. There's nothing but up after this. Right. And guess where he is? He left a legacy. Apple. Yeah. He left a huge legacy. And that's what entrepreneurs, entrepreneurship is, is leaving a legacy. Right. And it doesn't have to be directly family. It could be, a, you know, your mentees, your students, anyone, right? Exactly. That's it's, beautiful. Let's talk about your app, man. Um, so you sure. had this thought freshman year. It was the the find parking anywhere app. I forget how does the abbreviation go. Yes, search search uh, search search park uh, search available parking everywhere. Tell me about the app and how did you come up with the idea? I guess. <laughs> so um, again, it was a one day I woke up. I had a doctor's appointment at Children's Hospital Los Angeles. You worked there, right? Uh, I did research. I did a lot of biomedical <laughs> research there as yeah. well. So I was pretty familiar with the area and the parking regulations on the streets across, uh, you know, the hospital. Yeah. So I had my doctor's appointment early in the morning, you know, woke up running late. Again, the the hectic college <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bachelor <laughs> or life in student <laughs> life. It's pretty hectic. Traffic was, you know, unbelievable that day. I arrived 30 minutes late for my appointment. Which oh, was, gosh. Yeah, so <laughs> you already know how that's going to go. Uh, so I arrived late, yeah. and I, lo- I like parking on the street because, again, I don't want to pay $12 for a parking. 
<laughs> this is what they see me. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah, if they told us we to like save every dollar? I, I, I'm on a ramen budget. I cannot pay twelve dollars. That's more <laughs> than my dollar fifty that I pay for ramen. <laughs> you know, I don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah. I don't have the money for parking, and I think parking <laughs> parking shouldn't be paid for to begin with, right? Yeah. If you want to sell me a car, I'll buy an expensive car, and then I have to put, keep playing. You know, keep paying for parking as <laughs> well. <laughs> Where's the irony in that? Yeah. So I arrived thirty minutes late. Luckily, I found street parking there, and mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, it had to turn out to be a pretty big day at the hospital, so I was there all day. And I was, you know, that day I was getting a procedure done, so I was dosed with um, sleeping medicine. So you couldn't drive? Bro, so, I no, it wasn't the fact that I couldn't drive. I just had to be in the hospital for eight hour, eight plus hours, yeah. right? And that same week, and this is this is something I found out later because of course I told you I memorized the parking street regulations and timing so I knew where to park, when to park for how long and everything right. But that same week, the city changed the parking rules and regulations wow. by a couple hours. So instead of it ending the street parking ending at eight p.m., it ended at four p.m. So I I got released. I got discharged from the you know the clinic at uh, six p.m. So I came out. The car was gone. Oh shit. Car was gone, and I'm like, what's going on? I thought someone jacked it. But um, I went, you know, I read the sign. It says 4 p.m., and I'm looking at myself oh, like, no. I swear to God, this <laughs> like three weeks ago, this was 8 p.m. How did it? T- I thought someone was, like, conning me or, mm-hmm. like, someone was just, like, you know, messing with me or something. Yeah. Then I, I called, uh, you know, I called the, uh, the police, and uh, they told me, no, your car is towed. It's like, why is it towed? It wasn't at 8 p.m. They're like, no, 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 these things changed this week. You're like, wow. I'm like, okay, so why didn't I get any notice? They're like, well, that's not our problem. Why didn't you read the sign? <laughs> it's up there for a reason. Yeah. I was like, whatever, man. Like, I, I didn't have the you know, energy to deal with them or anything. So basically, I got my car out of impound, paid $700 that day. $500 went to the impound fee, and another $200 went to the citation they left on my windshield as well. It was like, yeah, it was just like That's a crazy. double, yeah, back, a, back, a stab in the back by the city and the, 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 the area. And because I was in Hollywood, mm-hmm. they charge you more money. Just because of the city. Ordinance. Because of the area you're yeah. in. It's much cheaper to get a ticket right here <laughs> in Simi Valley yeah. versus, uh, versus getting a citation in Hollywood. Make parking free, all right? Exactly. Make it free. <laughs> so... So what happened was um, I, I was fed up by this because, you know, I was tired of getting tickets at my high, at my college. Didn't want to pay the permit permit fee at school. Yeah. Didn't want to pay for parking. I mean, this is the stingy me because I had no money to give anyway. Yeah, your college student. I'm here with loans, you know, and just trying to work my butt off so I can become an engineer one day and try to make a, li- a little bit of money for myself to have a house and whatnot. And that wasn't going anywhere, unfortunately. So long story short. I was like, okay, something needs to be done about this and something has to be done right away because this can't continue on. If I'm going to spend $700 on this, why not take that money and, you know, use it to build something? So I was was like, all right, I put up a plan. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to build a parking app, right? And this thing is going to be smart. It's going to be so smart that it's going to help people not get any parking tickets, right? And it's going to help people find parking when they need it for the time they need it for as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So the concept, the, the concept was, OK, we're going to build an app that the minute you arrive at a street parking, yeah. you get an instant notification called a curb alert. And the curb alert is a, a notification, a push notification on your phone. The minute you know, your, your, whenever your phone blings, that's a notification. That's called the push notification. You get a notification and it simply tells you no parking or yes, OK, parking. And then it has the rule and the time of that for that location that you're wow. in. Not the whole street. Because see, every block is different. It yeah. changes. Yeah. Every block changes and every side of the block changes also right. with, uh, with parking. On this side of one day, exactly. One so it had to be really good and really smart mm-hmm. about that as well. So we were able to build that technology. And I was the first to do this also. Wow. You can still search it. There's no other app that does this till this day. Wow. There are apps where you have to manually save the time and date for your location that you're going to park in mm-hmm. tomorrow or every day. So it reminds you not to park there. But there is no app till this day that gives you a notification the minute you arrive at any street location for 
uh, if it's okay to park there or not at a meter parking or at a street location. Wow. This is the very first, and we're still the very first. And furthermore, you know, okay, we got that handled, the street parking handled. But what about like, you know, what if you want to go to a school, for example, you're going to your school and you're paying $800, $900, $1,000 at some schools. UCLA charges 1000 plus, you know, San Diego, 800 plus. What about these schools? You pay $800 for an expensive permit and this is just one, like, you know, one quarter. Yeah. You pay so much money for a permit, but you can't find parking at school. Well, that's ridiculous. Why would you pay 800 bucks so you could <laughs> go and circle the, circle the campus for a, a stupid parking space? Yeah. And you know, the, fun, the funny part is the schools, they actually charge you more to get closer parking. <laughs> <laughs> in a parking that. lot yeah, yeah there's uh it's called uh uh zones oh my gosh so there are different zones so you get a zone b like a priority zone that's a cheaper one. parking yeah, and yeah. then you get a zone so you gotta park two if you have a two thousand my school was uh over two thousand acres yeah yeah it's two huge. and a half thousand acres yeah, yeah so imagine parking all the way in zone f <laughs> and then running the how class. far that is right <laughs> it's a and then you have midterms going on we're students we you know we we're drained of energy we're drained of sleep we're running on caffeine Time Just so precious. that we can go and take a, a, another midterm or two hours of midterm yeah. that we spent a week studying for, right? Yeah. It's it's draining. And now we got to go look for, look for parking, spend two hours looking for parking. Because guess what? There's competition that day with you as well. There are thousands of other students that are also going to take a midterm that day with you. Yeah. It's a problem. So I was like, all right, look, we'll offer these students some uh, an opportunity to have available parking when they need it and for the time they need it and not waste money on a parking permit that's not even going to benefit them. So the idea came where now you can reserve a parking space. This is exclusively will be open for you for the time you reserve it mm -hmm. on campus. It's like, yeah, genuinely just need it guides you to the available parking space. You mm -hmm. need it for two hours. You reserve it a week ahead, two weeks before, a day before, the same day, and it's open for you. So now as a student, you don't even need a permit for this. Wow. You just pay for the parking space by the hour, $2 an hour, $150, yeah, whatever, the, a fair fee. It's exclusively available for you. You just come, park your car, go to your class and do whatever you want. And this is so live at UC San Diego? Like, did you buy a specific parking spot? How, how did no, so this is again. You are it's it's the Airbnb for parking. You oh. are the parking owner. I'm bringing you the app is a platform for you to sign up your parking spaces. Gotcha. You know, you you pick a parking space, you pick a parking lot, you take a picture of the parking spaces, you put it on the app, you number them the way you want. You put some signs up if you need to, and that's it. You just list it for the amount of uh, hourly by the day, whatever rate you want to charge. It's completely the idea behind it. The concept idea is Airbnb for parking. You can do that at your house if you have space in your driveway mm -hmm. or in your garage that you're not using. You can let people park their cars yeah. for a day, for a week, for a month, a year and charge them, uh, you know, a decent price yeah. for, for parking. And it's fine. People have been doing this idea. This idea is so old. It's not a new idea. People have been doing it outside of stadiums, outside of the Trojan Stadium that we have in yep. USC. Yep. They've been doing it outside of UCLA areas for At students the forum to park. As well, yeah, the LA forum. they've been yeah. doing this for quite some time. But now I'm providing them, you know, a legitimate platform that makes and streamlines that process. Mm -hmm. Right? People, I've given people the driver's visibility for where open parking spaces are. Traffic management is easier for, you know, locations and venues. And parking owners nearby benefit from making a passive income. Yeah. So that's where the whole idea came out of was that parking ticket and getting my car impounded. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So you, you got this pain point. I'm sure you like understood everyone has this issue. Yes. And you just came up with a solution. Yes, and that's how entrepreneurship works, right? Yeah. You start off with the pain point. You start off with your problems that you have, right? And you take it to the next step. You see, okay, how many more people in the community are having the same problem you're having? Yep. And then you take it even larger. Okay, now how many people, not in my community, but in the United States or the state is ha having, right? That's called growth. That's what goes into a business plan. That's how you are able to convince an investor to invest in your business because you can show them what your growth will look like in X amount of years right? and what the returns would look like as well. That's pure business right there now. And that's something I learned from Kai. 
Yeah. He's taught me this. I didn't know this before. I was like, hey, I just have a problem. I want to solve it. I think that's business right there. Yeah. I know this, this many people that have it, but he told me, look, go interview these people. Those people that interview in the beginning, they're actually your early adopters. They become your customers in the end. Mm -hmm. But those are the people that you also refine your idea with as well. Correct. So that's that's what I learned from him. And that's what I learned from all my experience with, you know, starting up my own startups and running my own businesses. That's how it is. That's the, that's the foundation, foundation. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so everyone, you know, go right now and download uh, SAPE. Is that how you type it up? So uh, actually, it's not live right now. Okay. Unfortunately, it's... when COVID hit, all the schools closed down. Mm-hmm. Uh, parking was the last thing people <laughs> wanted to worry about because everyone was just hiding in their homes already. You know, their yeah. cars were already parked. So I couldn't afford to keep the app running. I did not have any investment. I was mm-hmm. just bootstrapping this whole thing Oh wow! the entire time. Yeah. So yeah. decided to, you know, pause the app and everything, but... It'll be back in Is a few. Is it time to bring it back now? Because, you know, I, if you go to Hollywood, L.A., people are back in school. My niece just started UC San Diego. She's yes. trying to get a car next year. So there, there's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a market right there. There there, there are chances, yes. That's good. I, I do have other, um, you know, priorities right now. But uh, there are chances of me bringing it back because I have that emotional attachment to it still. Yeah. Um, so that's crazy. So like you, you were just always hustling, right? So then you're saying you had a lot of stress, you know, and yes. what about at home? Like, do you have a lot of support at home, either from the parental siblings, look, my mom, uh, religious community, anything that sort? Look, my mom, um, is an illiterate. Mm-hmm. She did not graduate high school. She did not go to any college. She did not get any type of education, Right. My mom does not know a thing or two about what a startup is. She doesn't even know what a startup is. And whenever mm-hmm. I try to talk to her about a startup, she has like, okay, what what the hell are you talking about to me, right? Mm-hmm. This is all stuff that I've, you know, with my own like ideas, with the people I sit with, the people I expose myself to. Mm-hmm. Again, look, it's the concept of you introduce, you sit with good people, you sit with people that are going to peck at your brain and, you know, tease your brain because your brain wants to learn. We're curious people. We're cur- we're humans. Mm-hmm. We were born with curiosity. We we're born with, uh, you know, ideas of trying something new, right? So when you expose yourself to those type of to that environment, let's say the, to those type of people in that environment, what do you want to do? You want to grow from there. You want to say, okay, let let's see if I can turn this up a notch. Yeah. Right. You want to see where I can take this actually. That's a, that's that's what uh, that's what has always been on my mind whenever I've actually thought about ideas, you know. Yeah, of course I've introduced them to my family mostly for money, <laughs> especially my mom. I begged my mom for money because <laughs> I didn't yeah, have yeah, any yeah. on a ramen budget. Where else am I yeah, going to get? Exactly. I've always begged my mom for money in uh, in some cases, but um, my mom also has been my strongest supporter. That's really sweet, right? Once she's understood the idea that I'm trying to get her get to her get mm-hmm. across to her. She's not like a, you know, grandmother who you're telling an idea and she just smiles at you and looks mm-hmm. at you. No, my mom will like just simply just say, anything you talk, anything that comes out of your mouth is not going to work. So just sit down. I'd rather listen to your sisters. <laughs> They're much more smarter than you. <laughs> They're much, you know, it's a down. But when I, well, one day I actually convinced my mom that one of my ideas, my idea for parking was really good. Yeah. <laughs> because I told her, I was like, okay, how many... Schools are there in California? She said, yeah. oh, there's a lot. Uh, how many parking spaces are there a lot? She said, oh, there's a lot. I was like, okay, now, the place you love to go the most, she likes to go to like a little uh, shady flea market because yeah, yeah, like yeah. things are cheap or something. Yeah, yeah, of course. So it's like, how many parking spaces do they have? She said, oh, there's a lot and it's very busy. I was like, imagine your son one day gets a, li- a few of those parking spaces yeah. and I'm bringing in, you know, 20 cents, Thirty dollar, you know, a dollar or two dollars per transaction or per hour. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, that's going to be a lot of money." Yeah. <laughs> so when I put it, when I put it that way, she understood it right away. You know, she understood it right away. She's like, "Wow, this is like, you know, this could do something. <laughs> this yeah. could do. This could bring in a lot of money for her specifically." So she was, she, she, she fell in love with it. Again, you, it's that pitch I created for her. I catered mm-hmm. to her, right? Of course. And it's the same thing. The pitch you have to create, cater to investors, to cater to your team, to your developers. It has to be perfected. But then, and I was able to do that. 
And that, that's really beautiful. It's just like you really have to cater to your audience and it's very difficult to do so. But when you are able to do it, that shows how you are, like you said before, a master at what you're doing at that point. Yes, and right? that's how you find your number one supporter. And yeah. that's how I found, you know, that's how I was able to convince uh, old Kai to support me for five, six years. And I mean, this guy, like this guy, you know, in a room where, you know, you have these like, it was the program coming back to the program at the incubator at UC San Diego. Called, I did not know they had incubators at UC San Diego. Yes, yes, yes. Very, very cool incubators, actually. Yeah. They so have a very cool UC San Diego, ecosystem. You know, tell me more about these incubators. That, yeah. That's new, new information. And I highly recommend it. That was not part of my agenda. <laughs> I, uh, I highly recommend uh, these incubators because in these incubators, you have retired CEOs. You have retired businessmen. You have free resources i mean i'm i'm telling you i had lawyers and attorneys sit with me for 3 4 hours without it, without paying them a penny of my of my money wow. money that i even have and they would help you they would teach you what patents are they would help you incorporate your business they would help you edit or critique your business plan they would help you critique your technology ideas if it was an engineer mentor yeah. so these incubators are so great because they bring in those type of mentors and coaches for free and it's all there for you so i was sele- i was actually i i made it through the selection process um and i was selected into this program called the basement and there are other ones as well but the one that the first one that i was i was selected into was called the basement mm-hmm. and in the basement i mean you have this like crazy crazy place that you're working in i mean you have like all kinds of startups nearby we had a guy we had a ceo or entrepreneur Who's actually building uh space uh, rocket ship engines? No kidding. In the in the yeah next to me like next door I'm building a software app and wow. he's building a <laughs> rocket engine, uh and then you have another gentleman that's built uh, that's my friend he's building a sensor that actually tracks how much uh what your performance is like when you're doing uh powerlifting mm-hmm. in a gym setting, so you have like these crazy people something a place where you'll find like a Elon like a guy like Elon Musk working in. While yeah. he's building through his ideas and all, so it was pretty cool. I I love it. So I like incubators a lot. So I I know you quite a bit, right? So again, like just a reminder: if you go to UC San Diego, please join these incubators, right? At UC San Diego, there are uh, cities that have incubators. Uh, you know, Riverside County has uh, Riverside has them. Uh, LA County has so many of them, and I've been in touch with a lot of them. Bay areas plethora of them it's everywhere exactly and yeah. that's how that's that's the start yeah if you want to get i guess more of a visual of what a uh, incubator looks like i watched the show silicon valley on hbo i think it is it is little picture perfect just a bunch of coders in one room and they're just yep. each working on their own thing but they have one a place to stay kind of like this like-minded people yeah exactly and it's very important like you said before surround yourself with not just like-minded people but people who can are better than you in terms of business so you can just learn from them, right? They, right? they made their success, learn from them, and they're more than more than often, you know, happy to teach, right? Exactly. And yeah. incubators are the best places where you find these people. And it's a kickstart, right? It's yeah, a, it's it a is. kickstarter for you to see what others are. Look, you go to the gym. Why do, why do people go to the gym and not work out at home? At home, you see a bed, you see a couch, you see food Good in the yeah. fridge, you see water, you see sodas and everything, right? You're spoiled at home. At the gym... <laughs> You're in that environment. You're in that working out environment. Everyone else is working out. You see, like guys, like you know, big muscle guys, yeah, yeah, like, we'll like there, sweating we'll their <laughs> balls off, and it, like you're there, like a skinny, fronty guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, all right, but but guess what? That motivates you. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, he's gonna scream. He's screaming really loud. But guess what? I'm gonna be there to scream even louder than him, or I'm gonna try to lift even more than more weights than him. Yeah. It makes a difference. Your environment makes your difference. Yeah, and every every human is has a capacity to do what they want to achieve if you put yourself in the right environment, right? Um, even when I was in high school, right? Um, I surrounded myself against the, all the smartest kids, right? I used to hang out with the valedictorian mm-hmm. of our high school. Like, I knew he was going to be the valedictorian. Genius kid. But I made sure I hung out with him and his friends. I joined the science team. And just, I had the capacity to be that smart. It's just, you know, I was I played a bunch of video games. Like, I was just yeah. like, that, that's why it was easy. It's relaxing. Like you said, it's so easy just to be lazy, right? Yes. Very easy. But I made sure join the science team, was around them, and just always made me competitive. I was like, I can beat these guys. Yeah. I, like, I know more. Like, I could do I have the capacity, but you have to put yourself in the right environment, right? It's very important. Very important to do that. And Jim was a great example, 
right? If you go to the gym, you're going to see a big buff dude. You're going to be like, I need to outcompete this guy. Right. Or you might see someone that's not, you know, that's a lot more scrawnier, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a lot more skinnier or weaker than you. And yeah. he's there working. You're going to be like, oh, wow. If he can do it, I'm here. I'm like, yeah. I'm way better off than him. And that guy's probably like looking at you like, I wish yeah. you, I was you. Yeah, right? it's coming out looking at you and you're looking at this yeah, guy and that it's guy's looking chain, at that guy. It's a chain reaction. It's a it's a motivational. It's a thing that, you know, it's a mechanism of, you know, physical mechanism that you're there. You've initiated yourself to be there. See, sometimes there are days where I don't even want to see the gym. Like, I mean, I don't want to go there. I'm so lazy. Yeah. And I just don't want to have anything to do with the gym. But you know what I do? What? I say, okay, look, let's just drive to the gym. Yeah. I initiate it, right? The minute I step into the gym, deep breath of all the yeah. <laughs> the stings in the <laughs> all, air, all the sweat. boom! I'm 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 turned on by it. Like I mean, I, this it motivates me. It pushes me so much. It's like, all right, I'm gonna go and work out for two hours right now. Yeah, I'm gonna try to become that person. I want those six packs. The yeah, the, the never happening six packs that I've always wanted. Day, you, know. you know, but look, it's just it's that small initiation I put myself in. Right, that position just showing up. Yeah, you all you and business entre being an entrepreneur, trying to start a a business. It's nothing but just showing up. Yeah. I showed up to the event that was happening, the entrepreneur showcase that was happening. Yeah. Showed up and guess what I met? I met a guy that I've still kept in touch with for over six years. And this guy is an ex CEO that has run multi a multi billion a multi sorry, not billion. Yeah. A multi million dollar business before. And I wouldn't have met him if I didn't initiate myself to leave the apartment that day and dress up and actually show up and just stand there. Yeah. And show, that's all I was doing, standing and eating. Simple. Show up for yourself, all right. Whoever's listening and watching, and that—that's all it is. And be at the right place at the right time. Be, and but you have to create that right place at the right time you for yourself. Ha- Again, you have to expose yourself to the environment. Correct. See, look, I, I'm very religious, right? My family's very religious, and you know this. You've yeah. seen my family. You know, God says this. Look, like pe- a lot of people, they're going to complain in life. Oh, God is not. I'm very unlucky. Mm-hmm. God is not helping me with anything or doing stuff for me. Why is this? Why is that? I'm not going to listen to. I'm not going to think about God. I'm not going to think the fact that there's a uh, an upper, a higher power above me. Right? It's just me. I, I'm going to die in the end of the day, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Look, screw you for yeah. thinking like that. But to what begin is, what with. What does Islam say then in that screw, regard? Not what Islam says. Yeah. This is what this is what it is. This is how humans should be thinking like, look, show up, mm-hmm. initiate yourself. The more you initiate yourself, the more luck comes into your life. Mm-hmm. You're going to sit on your couch. You mm-hmm. think some some entrepreneur, ex-CEO is going to come to your room, nope. come to your door. That guy doesn't even know who you are. Why yeah. would they even, why would, why would God give you more luck for just sitting on your couch? God it, already, it takes God initiation. It takes initiation to even go out there and get a lottery ticket. Yeah. How are you going to become a you know a millionaire thinking you're going to one day win a lottery when you don't even leave your couch or your house yeah. to get a lottery ticket? It takes initiation. It's 1.6 billion right now. Right. Crazy. Exactly. So again, initiation is key. If you want more mm-hmm. luck in your life, initiate something. You want more, more, more luck. Be good at become better at that thing, and mm-hmm. continue it. Take it up a notch. No, right? I agree. Yeah. Just don't be like, oh, yeah, I showed up. Okay, you showed up, but now guess what? You got to do a little bit more, right? Who knows? It might lead you something somewhere else. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room. I, I'm telling you, my grades were terrible. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. <laughs> let's just not get there right now with college. That was an but, AB student, dude. It's all hey, good. But guess what? I initiated it. Yeah. You know, it took me a year longer in school to graduate undergrad. But guess what? I initiated I finished it. I graduated. I knew one day that my kids weren't going to call their father, you know, son, uh, without a degree list person because I just wanted my kids to know that I, I went and I did it and I have the same expectations for them to go and achieve their education as well, mm-hmm. as much as I have. So your expectations to both have your kids do, still have their education for yes. your degree, but also, hey, hustle at the same exact time. Yes, exactly. And, you know, this is a, a very emotional conversation I was having two days ago with another mentor of mine. And mm-hmm. this gentleman were, has been working for Northrop Grumman for over 40 years, an entrepreneur, businessman, businessman himself. He's been running real estate business for so long in India, here. Uh, he's an uncle. He's a, a very close uncle of yeah. mine. I've known him for years. I mean, his 
know, this family, I've loved them so much and I love this guy so much because he's an entrepreneur slash businessman. I mean, this guy's phenomenal. He's the ideas and the stuff he puts in your head sparks the beast in you in your body, right? So talking to him the other day, I was like, man, you know, he's like, why are you trying to get a job? First of all, he asked me, like, how's your how's your stuff going on yeah. and everything? And he knows I've been applying to, you know, Northrop Grumman for some time. He's trying to help me get in as well. He's like, how's your, okay, let's leave the job side, aside, put it to a side right now. You know, let's see where you're actually progressing and you're actually doing really good. And so we started talking about business mm-hmm. and man, I was on, I was like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm executing this project right now that I have going on. I'm building, a, you know, a bigger senior care home in the new property we acquired recently for my family. So we're building a bigger place over there. I had the, actually LA County and the state partnered up with me on this project. To build a huge facility, and they're being—they're one of the investors in this business as well. Yeah, so government funding is unbelievable. So I was able to convince them to do that and become stakeholders in the business by what? By just initiating by sending a few emails. You know, I was able to do that. So we just started talking about business, and then he's just like, "Dude, you have like so you're you're doing so much well." He's like, "I'm here. I've worked forty years of my life for what." $100,000 a year or 150 k a year, yeah. that's it. And guess what? 33% of that goes to the state, goes to taxes, taxes. And I'm only left with, you know, very little money to feed my family and everything. But you're here launching businesses. You have, like, the state backing you up. I've never even heard of things like this mm-hmm. where the state is going to come out and help you build some project as, you know, worth $15 million. Like, I haven't heard of these things. You're already doing it at what? Under your, below your 30s. You're mm-hmm. not even 30 yet, for God's sake. Yeah. Why do you want a job? <laughs> I was like, you know what? Why I want a job is because, see, I spent five years at a university that I did not think one day I would graduate from mm-hmm. because I was so focused on business. I was so focused on, you know, becoming, you know, uh, a successful entrepreneur, a businessman. And then, you know, while I was doing that, using using the res- school resources as well for free mm-hmm. to get, get away and have a, you know, exit exit way of like, all right, screw the degree, I'm just going to drop out. Yeah. I thought of it like that. And he said, you know, and I was like, I just don't want, now that I have the degree, I was able to graduate with it. I don't want to let that go like that either. I want to use my education for, to get a job. He's like, dude, he's like, you're not making sense, my boy. You've been using <laughs> you've been using your education this whole time to run your businesses, to run your startups, to build startups. No, in you know, no engineer at my company knows what you know already and what you're doing. They don't know how to do that. You've been doing it. That's your education. That's what you've been using it for. And when he told me that, I was like, I thought in my head, I was like, shit, like. He's right, yeah. But he and he's right a hundred percent. Even though I'm not working as a neuroscientist mm-hmm. or as a you know as a biomedical engineer anymore, right? But guess what? I'm using that education to run my businesses, to run my family businesses. Something that my mom, my sisters don't even know a thing about when it comes to business, right? I'm I'm using that education to run these businesses and and speak to people. Right, speak in a very educated manner. Right, the verbiage you use with professionals matter a lot. Correct. Right, they don't want to talk to some amateur guy that every other every other word they use is a cuss word. Mm-hmm. They don't want to talk to another uh, you know another person who is not verbally being able you know can verbally communicate well uh, you know with another individual. Correct. They don't want people like that. Yeah, it's this the is, same thing. The, the demeanor that you had at going to that event, right? Yeah. You have to present yourself, right? Um, I do this a lot, right? Because like my language is between my friends, my family, and corporate is way different. I do code, code switching yeah, exactly. a lot. My code switching is insane. <laughs> like, <laughs> the way I, you, you should see me at work one day, dude. Like you won't even recognize me. <laughs> and I've impressed so many of my own friends. You yeah. know the the friends that run with the slang every day. Yeah, you know yeah. they use like all these like uh, ratchet slangs and stuff. <laughs> Like the minute I'm on the phone with like, I'll get calls like, you know, I answer every call. 
Yeah. I'll pick up a call because I know that that phone call is probably, is, is, you know, is going to get me somewhere. Right. Yeah. So I'll pick up and I have friends, sometimes I'll friends in the car and I'll tell them to like be quiet and they'll start listening on the conversation. So my friends were so impressed by this because I was able to go from, you know, the ghetto slang yeah. and the ghetto verbiage with them yeah. to like a, a highly professional You're person. From to Andy? Yeah. I mean, the guy on the phone probably got the vibe where I was like already dra- I had a tie on with yeah, a suit, yeah, yeah. but no, I'm here with my ripped jeans <laughs> And my sneakers and all of that, right? It matters. Yeah. It really makes a difference. Yeah, but the, the great first impression, right? That's what matters, right? They're like, this person has a great demeanor. He knows business. Yes. He's getting straight to the point and he's using the right, you know, I guess, verbiage. I guess. And that's education. Yeah. Right? And that's education. That's the education that I highly recommend. See, look, don't ever think like you're limited with a degree to something. No, you're not. Mm. Because, see, with, you have the power. You have the power to manipulate the area around you and the education that you've received for yeah. something specific. You can manipulate that and use it towards something else. Yeah. It's just a way of thinking about it from a different perspective. Yeah, you're repurposing your knowledge learned from here and you're just presenting it in a different way. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It's by either you build something right a different type of service you provide that's why that's why we have so many variations nowadays before if you thought of it it was just engineering mm-hmm. civil engineering electrical engineering but no it started to change right biologists started to team up with engineers electrical engineers and computer scientists that's where biomedical engineering came out of yep. biomedical engineering is a very new new Huge. image but again these variations started to happen because they were starting starting to adapt to new environment. So use your education. That's my two cents that I also want to leave with everyone is that use your education to adapt. Right. You know, being an adept individual, it takes you so far than not being being a closed-minded person. Mm-hmm. It'll take you so far. I mean, it's it's taken me to places where I never even imagined myself being. I mean, I was able to use my education in so many different ways and it doesn't even have to be like book education. This can be education that you receive from your mentors. This can be education that you receive from, you know, your own experiences. Remember, experiences are also education. Correct. It's a lesson. They're life lessons, right? Those are the most important ones that I say that you should really focus on the most. So you're saying for your kids, not necessarily they have to get a four-year degree or is that so uh, going to be... Well, that's mandatory. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> because it teaches you so many soft skills, yes. right? Not just like, hey, if I'm going to be a biologist, I only know biology. No, you know, there's a lot. You learn group efforts. You learn how to talk to a professor in a professional manner. You go to their office hours. You like present the data. You know, you have data ready. You're ready before you even walked in those office hours, right? So those are all soft skills that you can just transfer to anything else. See, and the reason reason I say education and going to classes and everything is also more important is because it holds you accountable to stuff. Deadlines mm-hmm. hold you. It makes you know you show accountability in those type of environments. Professors are there. They're not there. I mean, they're there to test you. Yeah, of course. But I thought of it like this: like professors are also there, so that they, you know, why do we have exams? We, they just want to know how accountable we are to our the information we've absorbed from them throughout the lectures, right? At the end of the day, we just show up and we give that information back to them. Yeah, that's all it is. It's accountability at the end of the day, and. Learning that accountability and then using it later in life, that's what that's why we're learning that information. That's the type of education. That's how you should think about it as well. I haven't been very accountable in school, yeah. but to be honest with you, because I've had you know, I've had my own life reasons why I why I never was a good student in class. But guess what? I've held myself accountable to so many other things. But it was because I've learned from that process and that education, that school schooling that I had, I learned from it. Yeah. Accountability, discipline, punctuality, lots of the other things, right? I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. So many other things. And then you were you were talking about earlier, um your you have okay, I I know you personally, right? Yeah. And you have ideas that come to you left and right, left and right, and you're just like always like what's next, what's next? Yeah. How do you know what is the next, the right thing to pursue from a business perspective? What is the right, how do I know this is the right business I'm pursuing? If I have a thought in my head. Look, if you're going to, if you have a thought in your head and you're just going to sit on it, you don't know it's going to be the right thing because you haven't even done your, you know, initiated yourself towards it, right? Mm-hmm. Best way, 
best way, this is how I've done it. If I've experienced a pain in my life, some a problem that I've dealt with, I'll, I'll simply do a research on it. I'll just start off with that simple research. Guess what? We have Google at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. Google, Googling something or a topic has so much power these days and you learn in seconds, right? Simple Google search. Start off with that. Yeah. So start off with the people you're living with on a daily basis. See what their behavior is like. I mean, that's just taking it up a notch. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you do little by little. Start off with that. Yeah. Talk to your friends about it. Say, hey, I had this idea in my mind and um, I want to know what's up. Yeah. Are and you having the, the same issue? Answer might be there. Answer might. Answer is going to be there. Yeah. Right. And, the, you know, one other thing is also is that people are there to also try to correct you. Right. Mm-hmm. But guess what? It turns into a debate. But you learn from that debate of as course, well. Yeah. Right, you might learn information that you didn't know, or you couldn't find on Google from that other person, and now you could go and ask the other person if he knows about it or not. That's how you find I, the I difference. I love how you use the word debate because most people escalate things to arguments. Like, oh, this guy completely disagrees with me, but they're missing out the the fact that hey, I'm absorbing new information that I did not know before. Right, it should be willing and open to listen and learn. Right. Again, an entrepreneur is always, you know, it's they're always listening. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always listening. A stubborn entrepreneur is not going to be successful because they're always not listening. Right. You know, they have to they have to understand another person's perspective in order to be successful at it. Because the reason I say this is because, see, you're also not just solving the problem for one person, yourself. You're solving for many, many, many other people, right? Everyone, there's going to be variations in your ideas. Mm-hmm. There's going to be variations in your business plan. There's going to be variations in your business model. Yep. There's so many variations of everything, but guess what? You're going to try to find an idea and cater an idea that captures a little, you know, a lot of those variations mm-hmm. and come up with that solid, solid, you know, idea and uh, solution to that, to that problem. No, that that's hundred percent correct. And, Got a couple more questions for you. We'll wrap up in a bit. But sure. what's the biggest piece? And there's been a lot of general, you know, input from your mentors. But what's the single piece's big single piece single biggest piece of advice you've received in your life that you'd like to share? The biggest piece uh, advice that I received was honestly like you know thinking that uh, the education I received throughout in life was going to waste because I couldn't get a job. Mm-hmm. And learning that and you know being told that by by this person that i i you know i see as my role model and i idolize so much being told by that person you know not even be like you know i've I've been told you know told this like what i'm trying to say is basically that just having someone tell me that my education was not wasted and having me realize that was amazing like recognizing the fact that i've done this with that edu- because of that education I received, I didn't let anything go to waste. I think that's there. That's perfect. That's all I wanted to know and recognize. I'm taking that to heart right now because I was a bio major and that is not what I'm doing today. So yeah. thanks for that, dude. It's not, like, it's, not it's not a, a waste. waste. Anything you do, you know, people like I don't blame <laughs> people <laughs> that try to start these pyramid schemes or whatnot. <laughs> I was a I was a victim of it as well. Yeah. To be honest, oh, I lie, um, but I don't <clears throat> think of it as a negative, right? Mm-hmm. Guess what? I'm smart now. I won't yeah. go into another pyramid scheme than yeah. tomorrow. I learned from it. Yeah. Right. The way what pyramid schemes are, it's it's taking um you know the idea of pitching you an idea or a business, and taking it to a whole another level. I mean, being so good at it, like they can sell it to you in your sleep. Yeah. That's what those pyramid schemes. You know, people that are uh, associated with those pyramid schemes do. They become the best type of salesman. Guess what? Now, if you were ever exposed or you're ever the victim of it, now you know how to become that perfect salesman mm-hmm. because now you can go and sell your idea and your business plan to an investor. It's never a loss. You're you're learning something from something, anything in life that you experience. And your biggest goal in life was just to have success, right? And what does success look like? Leave to you? legacy behind. Leave a legacy behind. Leave a successful legacy behind. That's my biggest goal. Wow. And then any last advice you want to give to the audience? You've given a lot of great highlights. And I think the biggest one was be there, initiate, and just kind of do. But any other advices you want like to share? Any opportunity you get. Of course, you know, we're not all perfect. We're not all equal, right? Mm-hmm. But we can become the, perp- the people we want to become. 
And of course, we will become if we strive for it and take the initiative. But also, don't leave the people that were once with you in your life mm-hmm. in the hard times. Don't forget about those people. Because I know a lot of successful people these days, they tend to do is they become successful and they forget about the people that were there during their hard times. Mm-hmm. Because see, not everyone, not every rich person knows knows about you right now. Not every celebrity knows you. If you're If you have a friend who is actually trying to start a business mm-hmm. or trying to make something, support him. right support that individual show love to him you know guide him teach him something that he might not know but you know that will help him get across that obstacle a little bit easier do that for them for me you come up to me i'll share i'll give you my honest and transparent feedback and i'll even try to help you that's just Mm -hmm. that's a stubborn person i am and i want (laughs) i want people to learn from me yeah i don't care if it's the person that I once hated, but was is not my friend. And I, I don't want to see him succeed. No, I'll share my idea. I'll be very honest and transparent about things. Help your friends because guess what? One day they might become successful. They're going to come back and help you. Mm-hmm. It makes a difference. Yeah. Don't forget about those people in life. That's just my advice right there yeah. that I want to leave people with. Yeah. And anything last thing you want to share? Open forum. Um, I already kind of promoted your app and I want it back on the app. Stars of very great solutions, but open forum. Uh. I am looking for, I have another project going on right now in the biotech area. Mm-hmm. I, it's, again, it was a, a personal personal situation, very meaningful idea to me. I'm looking for a team member or a team to help me with that idea and project. So very open to meeting people, partnering up with them and seeing where this idea can go and how we can execute. And it's in the biotech, so marketing team, Bio- coding... Exactly. Informatics type of guy. Uh, yep, exactly. That's who I need. And again, I don't I don't shy away from, you know, part sharing equity, sharing pieces of the company. I don't have money to give you. You'll be working for free. Mm-hmm. But guess what? The the motivation behind it again is we're gonna be successful at this. Yeah. Well thanks for sh- thanks for sharing, man. Of course. Great information. Thanks for watching and it was a lot of ups and downs, great emotions. Thanks for, you know, of speaking course, from of your course. heart and you know, well, I'd like to have you back sometime one day, dude. You know, it would be great. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. Right. would love to be back. Uh, talk more about my future progress and yeah, things that it. I learn in the future. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Bye. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>